Hey all, thank you for tuning into Women Birders Happy Hour. My name is Hannah. I'm a birder, a woman, and someone that enjoys a good drink after a long day of birding. Women have been integral to birding since it started, but we haven't always been recognized for the contributions and impact we have. Men have dominated the guiding scene, festival circuit, leadership positions, and publications. And according to a U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service 2011 report, in the U.S., there were over 47 million birders. The majority of these birders are college-educated, they are white, they are women, and mostly are over the age of 55. And if you put all these factors together, we create the typical birder, a white, college-educated woman over the age of 55. And that's a demographic that I often see out birding, but I don't as frequently see as a speaker, a guide, or a sole publisher. Additionally, the voices of all women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus birders are not well represented in the birding voices we hear from. So I created this show to bring in more voices. Not to say that some of the regular festival keynotes aren't great, but there is room for others. And on the show, I'm asking everyday women from all walks of life to join me to discuss their experiences, their resources, and advice that they have for others. And I want you to remember that just because you may not have experienced some of these things, like sexism or gatekeeping, doesn't mean that they aren't real issues that others face. And because some of these conversations are best had over a cocktail or a mocktail, I also create a unique cocktail for each guest in case you want to mix yourself a drink and join us for this chat. I had the good fortune of hearing Patricia speak at the African Bird Expo, and she spoke so passionately about birding and the opportunities that women have in that field. She spoke about what it's like to be a woman in Uganda and how nature tourism and birding gives women a real chance at a good career. So she's more of a newbie birder, uh, but I think she's going to have a big impact on the birding scene in Uganda and beyond in the future. The birding scene for women in Uganda is growing, and you can help that by paying attention to what's going on, and if you're able to, supporting their efforts. And I have to give a big shout out to Koa Sporting Optics, who donated 10 pairs of binoculars to the Uganda Women Birders, and Patricia was one of the recipients of those binos, which I know will serve her well in her birding journey. So, bathawks are raptors that are found in Sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia to New Guinea, where they can be found in a variety of different habitat types, from dense rainforest to semi-arid veldts. However, they require open spaces to hunt. They're a slender, medium-sized bird of prey with long wings, falcon-like silhouette in flight, and adults are dark brown with a white patch on their throat and chest with a white streak above and below each eye. Their typical prey is bats, hence their name, but they also eat things like swallows, swifts, nightjars, and insects. They chase their prey at high speeds in flight and are successful in about half of the chases. They swallow their prey whole immediately in flight, and this is incredible. It takes on average about six seconds for that prey to go from their mouth to their stomach. It's incredible. And they take a lot of different approaches to their hunting methods, like stoop down, uh, they'll stoop up, you know, fly up, uh, roll maneuvers to catch the bats. And these bats come out at dusk, so they are crepuscular species, the bat hawks are, and they perch near bat caves prior to the bat emergence at dusk. So they eat their prey whole, which is an interesting trait. And like I said, you know, it takes six seconds to get to their stomach. And because of this, they have a really large gape, 
which is an advantage for that. And it's likely due because they have a very limited feeding window each day. And so they have to maximize their time. Since they feed primarily on bats that emerge at dusk, they really only have about 30 minutes in the evening to hunt them. So they really need to be able to eat a lot of food in a short amount of time. Uh, their courtship involves aerial displays and stunts. They build a nest of sticks that they gather in flight. The female does all the incubating and the males share food with the female. Uh, it takes about a month to incubate the babies and then both the parents feed their young. And bat hawks time their breeding cycles with that of bats to take advantage of the lethargic pregnant females flying around in order to attain breeding, their best breeding condition. So to make your bat hawk, what you'll need is two ounces of coconut gin, four ounces of pineapple juice, an ounce of grenadine, two ounces of orange juice, and ice. So it's pretty simple. You'll fill a glass with ice, pour in the gin, juice, and grenadine, and gently stir. So this is based on a drink called a Malibu Sunset, but I changed out the rum for gin as that is the preferred liquor in Uganda, um, where Patricia and I both saw this bird. If you are unable to find coconut gin, you could uh, just use regular gin or go with the old standard of coconut rum for this cocktail. And it also has that grenadine in there to add a little more of the sunset effect of when you might see a bat hawk. So please uh, enjoy a cocktail and enjoy this chat with Patricia. Well, Patricia, it was such a joy to meet you a couple weeks ago at the African Bird Expo. Um, would you please tell everyone who you are? Um, hello, everyone. First of all, thank you, Hannah, for inviting me here to your podcast. I love, love the idea. I love that. We have women out there speaking for women birders, and I'm really happy to be part of this show. So my name is Patricia Pire. I am born and raised in Uganda. I went to school in Uganda. I uh, graduated just recently in May with a Bachelor of Science in Wildlife Health and Management. Yes, so I've been in Uganda pretty much all my life. Yeah, I work with Bird Uganda Safaris. Got it, okay. <laughs> Yes, it's a, a tour company, tour company, yes. And uh, we, we do tours around the country and East Africa, though we kind of specialize in bird tours. Well, that's awesome. So how long have you been leading tours for? Not so long. Interestingly, I've only been in this budding section or sector for only about three months since September this year. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. And congratulations on graduating with your bachelor's. That's really exciting. Thank you. So how long have you been birding and how did you get started birding? Uh, well, I've been birding for the past three months since September this year. And uh, how I started, it was during, lock, uh, I think a period after lockdown. And then a colleague of mine tells me about a training in one of the national parks about birding. And I was like, I mean, I love nature personally. And then given my education background, it's like, why not try this out? So I went for the training. The training was in Chivale Forest National Park for three weeks, specifically about birding by a seal bird Uganda safaris with a Mr. Herbert Ferhanga. So that's how I got into birding. At first, I actually thought, why not go and get out of the city, 
be in the wild for some time. It was more of an adventure for me. And then I just fell in love like that. So why did you decide to get your um, bachelor's degree in wildlife work? I, um, I love, I, like I said, I love nature. And uh, while I was doing my degree, I, I always looked at conservation, the conservation line, mainstream conservation, because I feel like there is need for more professionalism in that area, especially here in our country, Uganda, because I mean, with everything, habitat destruction. So I always saw myself in that conservation line, like mainstream conservation, that is what motivated me to go for wildlife health and management. Yes, although there's a, a part of like real health, it's also amazing to get to know how, how these animals actually react, how they get affected, how they get sick. It was amazing. That's great. So what does a day of birding look like for you? Um, a day of birding depends where you go birding, depends who you go with. But uh, for me, usually it's a, a very early morning, go out to the wild. It's just a whole amazing experience, beautiful birds. If you're very lucky, you'll have some new ticks for the day. And uh, by midday, you'll be back. First relax with a friend, depending on who you went with. And yeah, maybe the evenings as well because the best time to go birding is the mornings and the evenings. It's a birding day. That sounds like fun. That's about how I like to go birding too. So what has influenced your birding the most? Um, mostly, given the short period I've been in this field, mostly it's been a, the, 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 the environment, the people around me, they've been so influential, I will, for a fact mention, Mr. Hubbard Karahanga, he's been so influential in this. He drives you, he'll tell you this. I mean, when you look at his passion alone, it will drive you, you will want to get there. And as, as a woman, what has really influenced me, I've seen women birders in the same field that have, you know, stood out. So it has really motivated me. And not to mention my own love for nature, my own love for the animals, the birds. It has been a motivation to it's been an influence. Yeah. So what's it like to be a female birder in Uganda? A uh, female birder in Uganda. It's uh, in Uganda, generally birding is not is not yet a very common phenomenon because most Ugandans are just starting to pick up. It's uh, it's not something that thing about like everyone knows about it. So when we go to the side of being a woman, especially me where I come from in my culture or the area where I come from, it's a, it's a bit like people will be like, oh my God, you go chasing after birds, like you're watching birds. Maybe you're, you know, being a birder, you will be moving and you will hear a call that someone else might not actually hear. Or you will spot a bird that someone else won't see. And you'll be like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. What could be this? And you probably want to take a picture or something. And like, seriously, like, are you okay? Are you so that's much like it being a woman bird in Uganda? But I'm very glad that sisterization is around. We are picking up. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great. We met um we met a private lecturer at one of the lodges we were at, and you know, I was just asking him about himself, and he said, you know, I've never met a woman birder before. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> there's so many women birders that I've met so far in Uganda. How have you not met I any of them? No. 
exactly. So what advice do you have for other women birders? For other women birders, I, I really encourage them to press on, to not give up because the challenges are many, very many challenges. Society will tell you, you can't do this, you can do that. Or some of them are young women, but maybe in marriages, their men can't let them go do what they want to do. But for, for those that can, for those that have the passion, I'd advise them to press on, to just hang in there because I am new in the field, but I really believe I am going to get to where I want to be. So how can we as more experienced women birders be supportive and help foster other women birders? I think the most, the most important thing we can do right now is share the knowledge that we have, share our experiences, pull up those, because I'm sure from what I've seen here in my country, here in Uganda, there are very many young ladies that are picking up that have shown interest, but sometimes they, they go off track or they lag behind because they don't know some things. So what I would say to women birders out there that have, I should say made it or are on their way to making it, let us share the information. Let us pull up those that are still lacking. That's great advice. Um, do you, I know you've only been birding um, since September, but do you feel that you found your place in the birding community? I wouldn't say I found my place, but I would say that I am finding my place. That's great. <laughs> and what has been your most memorable bird or birding experience? Um, memorable bird, maybe a memorable birding experience. Actually, it was during the Africa Birding Expo. when when we spotted the bat hawk, the way everyone was like running, everyone was calling their friends, oh my God, we've seen a bat hawk, come. <laughs> it was just so lovely. Like everyone was literally running to go see a bat hawk. It was so memorable. Yeah, I didn't realize that that bird was so uncommon. And then it, you all were like rushing to go see it. It's like, wow, this must be a really good bird. <laughs> I, it was a tick for me personally. I, I'd never seen it. Nice. Uh, we got a lifer together then. That's exciting. Mm, exciting, yes. <laughs> so what do you hope to see in the birding future? Uh, the birding future, I hope, it is my prayer, honestly, that, that we accept birding more than we do now. I hope the same way, for example, here in Africa, we have primate tourism. It's like up there. I hope that in the near future, we can talk about birding the same way we talk about primate tourism, the same way people go to see the things they go to see most. I hope that we have people learning more about birds because the, the beauty is when we have more people knowing about the birds, it will be it will be saving so very many things. We'll be saving the environment, first of all, because I think this is the greatest challenge here in Africa. I'm not so sure about elsewhere, but yes, it is a general problem. So I honestly pray that uh, as many people as possible can get the concept of birding, can learn what is in the birding itself, because that way we will protect our species, we will protect the environment, we will protect human life. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the most valuable thing that you've learned from birding? The most valuable thing I've learned from birding. 
First of all, I've learned to be patient because believe me, once you're birding, you have to be patient. <laughs> you will have to be patient by all means, like it or not, you will have to be patient. So I've learned, I've learned to have patience, I've learned to be patient and I'm loving the community, the birding community that for the people here, they, the way they reach out for one another, the way it's, it's, uh, it's very touching, I should say. So basically that's it. So what do you think that um, people outside of Uganda should know about birding in Uganda? Um, first of all, people outside Uganda, you should know that Uganda is the most beautiful country there is. Yes, we have a bad uh, laws, but it is a very beautiful country. We have so very many bad species here in this country. We have actually half of Africa's total bird species wow. and about 11% of the entire world. So why not go birding in Uganda? <laughs> and the climate, the environment, the people, everything is so good. So as you come birding in Uganda, you will not be disappointed. So if someone comes birding to Uganda and has you as a guide, what can they look forward to on your tour? Um, having me as a guide, I'd first of all be honored and uh, what they should look. Okay, basically I believe it would be a learning experience. Experience. It would be, uh, what do they call it? What's the word? It would be a very interactive session. Interactive learning from them, learning from me. Yeah. Well, that sounds like so much fun. I can't wait to come back in a couple of years and see you and see how, how you've grown in your, your birding. <laughs> I can't wait to see it too. <laughs> well, many more other people you will come with. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Patricia, for sharing what it's like to be a woman birder in Uganda and uh, for all your experiences and good luck in your birding. Thank you very much, Hanan. Thank you for hosting me on your podcast. I'm very humbled. Take body to another level. It was so nice to meet you, Patricia, and learn what it's like to be a female birder in Uganda. I'm so glad there are opportunities for you all to get together and learn from each other. It was so exciting to meet all the Uganda women birders and, you know, just watch how you all engage with each other and have such a good time birding together. It is just, it was so encouraging and cool and I'm glad I was able to be a part of it. And it was great to listen to you talk at the African Birding Expo about uh, your experience as a woman birder and where we can move forward. And thank you all for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something. You can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Music, and anywhere else you listen to me. If you'd like to connect with me on socials, you can follow me at Hannah Goes Birding on Instagram. My Twitter is at WomenBirdersHH, or you can email me at WomenBirders at gmail.com. I also have resources and information on GoBirdingPodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed this chat, and I look forward to seeing you at the next happy hour.